This is also for you if you feel like you have to hide your true self at Christmas. Maybe like Christmas brings out a side of you that you don't like. Um, maybe this time of year kind of intensifies this invisible world inside of you. So it could be like beliefs, thoughts, feelings, emotions that kind of bubble up to the surface. And it's kind of what is felt very intensely, but it's hard to articulate. <laughs> and it's usually the stuff here that gets you into arguments and conflicts with your partner when you do raise it. Hello, and welcome to Behind the Mother Mask. I'm your host, Annie Breen, registered nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner, and transformational coach for exhausted mums who don't feel enough. My mission with this podcast is to lead with vulnerability by starting to lift the psychological mask you wear each day that protects you and others from the stuff that's hard to explain and talk about. It's about sharing from the middle, not just the open wounds or the healed scabs, but the messy middle. Let's go for honesty over perfection. Because I believe when you transform yourself, you automatically transform your relationships and parenting by passing down wisdom, not wounds. So if you're up for that, you definitely don't need to do it alone. I'm here to lead you on what could be the greatest adventure of your life, behind the mother mask, back home to yourself. Hello, how are you? I was just looking at my Instagram just to check. The last ep episode was episode 24. And this is episode 25. And I'm talking about Christmas. And Christmas, as we know, is on the 25th. That is not by chance, my friends. <laughs> not by chance. So how timely. Episode 25, Christmas, fuck it, do it your way. <laughs> said with love, said with love. So I hope you're well. Um, I always love to hear from you. How are you doing? Do drop me a message. Just a little celebration of you. This podcast has now gone over 2000 downloads. I don't know. Um, I think it was 2000. I can't remember the last time I looked, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Obviously, it, if it wasn't for you, it wouldn't be continuing. <laughs> or maybe it would because I do like talking, but thank you so much. Obviously, the reason I do this is you and for your feedback and to make a difference to you and to help you. And I'm just so grateful that you've continued to tune in and give me your time. And I absolutely love hearing from you. So do let me know what's resonated with you, what's helped you, what you'd like to hear more of. That would be amazing. So thank you. So this week, I am talking about Christmas. And now just before I get into that, you may have seen I've released a masterclass that I'm delivering on the 15th of December. So it's going to be on Thursday morning at 10. I really recommend that if you want to join, you join live because you will get the full experience. But totally understand if you can't, there will be a replay. So the masterclass is called Feel Present. It just feels lovely. And 
it's all about how we can release this kind of urge to numb, avoid and escape our lives. And it's for you if you feel trapped in these cycles of kind of relying on emotional crutches or these kind of avoidant type behaviors, whether it's sugar, alcohol, scrolling, social media, comparing yourself, just kind of avoiding things and wanting to escape. If that is you, then this is for you. So I'm going to really share with you what's behind those behaviors. And oh my goodness, like some of these are completely unconscious patterns. They are um, programming that has been entrenched or imprinted over a long time. You wouldn't believe how far some of these kind of patterns go back. And then I'm going to share with you how we can start to release these patterns of behavior. And I really see it as like a a lovely chance to get together. And I want it to be informal. I want it to be interactive. And I want us just to be able to come together and see each other and know that you're not alone. I just feel like it's the perfect time to be talking about this because how many of us feel so preoccupied and distracted all the time where we just want to feel more present and really kind of honor the time, you know, make the most of the time that we have and protect our energy, protect our greatest resources. But there's so much going on in the world right now. And, you know, we actually have to protect our focus and protect our attention. So if this is resonating with you, then please do sign up. And I can't wait to see you there. So the link is in the show notes to do that. Okay, so Christmas, it might become very clear who this is for quite early on. I don't want to scrooge all over your Christmas. I'm certainly not going to do that. And maybe if you are someone that loves Christmas and it fulfills you and it actually lights you up and you leave the festive period feeling um, kind of filled up and energized, maybe this is not for you. (laughs) However, not to judge, not to judge if you're here, I'm sure you will take something from it because as it will become quite clear, this is not just about Christmas. This is you and your sense of self-worth and self-confidence and how you value yourself and how happy you feel in yourself and in your life. So it's much more than that. And just to say, I am sitting on my floor, cross-legged in my bedroom because they're doing some work on the house below. So yeah, that's that's probably not important information, but just in case I get cramp. <laughs> okay, so I just want to set the scene here and I will specify like who this is really targeted for um, because Christmas, like this time of year, can bring up so much and I'm not here to preach or tell you what to do but what I would really love to do is share my experiences and share my perspective on this and offer you a new perspective and also just leaving you feeling some relief like you can take a breath for a minute that you feel validated that you're not the only one and oh goodness this has been some food for thought kind of thank you um so it's not about telling you what to do as always okay So last Christmas was very, very hard, very, very hard for me because of where I was at in my life and my emotional state. I was incredibly vulnerable and I did not feel good. And you've probably, if you've listened to the first episode, um, Getting Through a Shit Year, that is exactly, that was kind of the beginning of the podcast and me opening up about some of this stuff that we contend with behind the mother mask that on the surface, it looked like I was doing quite well, but that wasn't the truth. So 
just to summarize, because you can go back and listen to that episode. But towards the end of the year, I felt like my nervous system had fallen apart. I couldn't focus. I couldn't remember anything. I couldn't think straight. I was getting easily overwhelmed. I felt that like things were falling apart with my business. It was almost like I was kind of doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Like on reflection now, I was trying to fit into boxes and advice that wasn't meant for me. It didn't align with who I was and what I was trying to achieve. But I was desperately kind of clutching at straws and help and spending money for people to help me. And it just wasn't happening. And I was forced in a way to take a step back. And just before I did that, I had launched this series, this masterclass series, a bit like the one I just spoke about, but it was very much targeted at Christmas. So it was called Christmas, fuck it, do it your way. And it was all about how you can kind of ignite your spark and your energy, not just for Christmas, but for life. Anyway, I ended up having to pull it all down. So it had people sign up, you know, people were interested, but I just didn't feel I could do it. Like my health stopped me in my tracks. I just couldn't do it. I needed to put the pause button on and prioritize myself. You know, they say that the body keeps the score. I was kind of made, the body said, no, I had to stop. And I I had to listen to that. So this was just before it was December and it was in January that I went for my ADHD diagnosis. So all this was going on and I didn't know at that point and there was a lot of missing pieces of the puzzle I was very confused I was scared I didn't know what was happening to me yes I had made kind of steps forward and taken action to find that out and um, made appointments to work with people and get some support and obviously the diagnosis and that side of things but at this point in time it was almost the the before bit the before we kind of fall apart behind the mother mask (laughs) and I honestly did feel like the mask was crumbling, like I couldn't hold it together anymore. I couldn't lie. I couldn't lie. And it just makes me think of that, like how vulnerable I felt, like the hermit crab, the hermit crab analogy. Like apparently these hermit crabs have to, they outgrow their shell. So there's a period of time where they have to leave their shell and hide and protect themselves until they find a bigger shell. And that's exactly it. Like I was hiding. I was having to keep myself safe because I felt so vulnerable. And all I really needed was this sense of kind of calm, quiet, to be soothed, seen and kind of respected and to be really nurtured. But back then I didn't understand what was going on for me and I couldn't articulate it very well (laughs) and communicate my needs. And I certainly wasn't feeling strong enough to kind of stand in my power and put those boundaries in place and, you know, take action on those needs. So I remember like we'd we'd had plans. It was a big family Christmas. It was the opposite to what I needed, basically. And I remember just walking, going for a walk one day and being by the sea. And there was just this feeling of like, could just run it wasn't even a feeling it was a thought a thought that I don't act on didn't act on obviously but I could just run into the sea I do like open water swimming and I do like cold water but it wasn't about kind of wanting to die or abandon myself or my family or anything like that like later on after speaking to one of my amazing coaches she was the one that actually said to me 
Annie, you weren't looking to run away. You were looking for freedom. You were trying to run towards freedom. And that is so true. It's almost like I felt suffocated and stuck and I was in this vulnerable state and I just wanted to like spread my wings and fly. I just wanted to be free of this feeling. And it really was like being in a prison and like everyone around couldn't see it. It was invisible. It was like being an invisible prison. And my voice, like my throat was kind of stuck. I couldn't vocalize it. Um, it really, really hard. So that was last year. And obviously, I say obviously, things are very, very different now. But going back like Christmases before that, I've had an interesting kind of relationship with Christmas. If you listen to my Sober Stories podcast, um, <laughs> my relationship with Christmas is probably quite similar and and definitely patterns of like numbing, avoiding, wanting to escape, feeling kind of overpowered or powerless in those situations. And I guess back then, which is very different now, people pleasing, like trying to oblige others and meet people's expectations and please people and not let people down but being in quite a lot of pain in the process of that. So what I just, and I'll come back to this in a minute. What I just want to specify, this is for you. So if you can relate to what I'm saying, then amazing, like this is for you. This is also for you if you feel like you have to hide your true self at Christmas. Maybe like Christmas brings out a side of you that you don't like. Um, Maybe this time of year kind of intensifies this invisible world inside of you. So it could be like beliefs, thoughts, feelings, emotions that kind of bubble up to the surface. And it's kind of what is felt very intensely, but is hard to articulate. And it's usually the stuff here that gets you into arguments and conflicts with your partner when you do raise it. Glennon Doyle says, I was listening to her, um, she says that holidays aren't for feeling happy. They are for feeling more deeply. And I couldn't agree more. If there's like loss or conflict or friction or stresses or unresolved kind of childhood wounds or childhood trauma, disconnection, resentment, kind of all this stuff, it's felt more deeply. The same that if there is joy and warmth and respect and support, um, it's felt more deeply. So maybe there are certain dynamics that trigger unresolved childhood wounds. Maybe you revert back to being that child when you're in that environment. And then all the emotions that come with that behavior and feeling kind of like you don't have a voice or quite powerless and then kind of the rebellious kind of what's the word, reactions kind of come up. Maybe you abandon yourself and your needs in place of pleasing others and meeting their obligations and our perceived expectations. I have to say perceived because a lot of expectations are stealth. They are not communicated. (laughs) So maybe there is kind of a conflict in values and old traditions versus like your current needs and desires. And a biggie, which I think causes a lot of inner conflict is feeling like if you don't go along with certain plans or traditions, your kids will miss out or they won't, you'll get in the way of their bond or that relationship in some way. So that's huge. So just on those points and on the story that 
I told you my big Christmas learning. So I'm actually going to share a little exercise with you because this was originally not this because it's a year on and I have a lot more understanding and I've learned a lot more. So it, it is different to what I was going to deliver back then. But I want to leave you with an exercise, almost like a bit of a masterclass that you can go away and do and journal on that will help you if you can relate to some of these points that I'm saying. So my biggest kind of Christmas learnings then. Firstly, we have to remember that Rage Against the Machine was number one. <laughs> People voted Rage Against the Machine Christmas number one. So, and I don't know if I've mentioned it before, I probably have 10 times. That song's imprinted in my soul. There's a message there. <laughs> and I'm not proposing rage and not proposing that that is the way to deal with these situations and complex and sensitive kind of dynamics and relationships and expectations. But I did hear the other day that anger is the emotion of self-worth. And I thought, oh my goodness, like, you know, I've spoken about this on the podcast and I think episode four about anger and healthy anger and boundaries and how we need to transform it into something life-giving. But how interesting is that? Because I think ultimately we get cross, we scream for our self-worth, we get pushed and pushed and pushed to the point where we break and enough is enough. But I think that this, I hope this podcast is going to fill in the gaps the bit where we get pushed and pushed and pushed that we can intervene earlier on so it doesn't get to that point. And on reflection, Christmas wasn't really the problem, but it shone a light on what was missing in myself and my life. So for me, like Christmas was the kind of grand reveal of what was still left to look at in my life and nurture and heal. And I was obviously using kind of mind-numbing, avoidance, survival-based behaviors to try and meet my need for love, connection, and joy. And I think ultimately it's what is that deeper yearning? What are we actually trying to achieve? What is missing here? What are we not getting enough of that is really important to understand? And it was like I was stuck in these kind of repetitive cycles of exhausting behavior because they are exhausting um, and thought patterns that were draining my energy and inner peace. And this was very much part of my growth journey and an opportunity to look at these kind of traditions, not just Christmas, but life traditions. What did I want to model and pass to Bonnie? And I think the big one is it it revealed where I wasn't free. Like it, all this stuff, this unresolved stuff bubbled to the surface. So I really invite you to look at the themes and patterns that have run through your kind of Christmas or festive time history. You might see that they're not just present at Christmas. They might be themes and patterns that kind of rumble in the background through your life. And the important thing to mention here is we're not, this is not about blaming or shaming other people. We're not breaking up with the person, we're breaking up with the pattern. I think this is so, so powerful. We're breaking up with the pattern, not the person. And one thing that you can start to think about is to break patterns that don't serve. If you think about the patterns that don't serve you, which are the patterns that you need to break to live 
life or Christmas on your terms, because it's not really about just Christmas, is it? So get clear on what's important to you and how you want to feel and where you are heading towards. And I'm going to help you with that because it can feel overwhelming, especially at the moment. So that really brings us to values. And I'm going to do values in a slightly different way. I'm going to put a bit a bit of a Christmassy spin on this. All right. Um, but what we're doing is we're swapping societal and family expectations for your internal value system. And this is where you really start to live your life from inside out, that you are in the driving seat, that you have agency over your life and you're more empowered and you're able to trust yourself and ask for what you need and see that through with kind of boundaries. So for this exercise, yeah, let's add a little bit of glitter and tinsel to this. <laughs> so I'm going to refer to value as gifts and I'm going to talk you through this. And if you've got paper and a pen, I invite you to write stuff down, but you can come back and listen to these questions. Um, so just absorb it for now. So the really lovely thing about our values is that they come from within. So we do not need to purchase them. We do not need to hustle for them or acquire them or ask anyone else for them. They are from within. So if we're seeing values as gifts, what are the gifts that you're going to give yourself this Christmas that will serve you and you'll get your money's worth for the next six months. So beyond Christmas, you know, values are not just for Christmas, they're for life. <laughs> so let me just make this clear. Your values are like your personal standards or pillars that support your ability to be you and to live in alignment with what's important to you now, but also what's important to you in the future. So achieving the things that you want to achieve and cheesy, but true. They are our batteries to our strategies. So our values literally drive our behavior and our choices. They underpin everything we do and they are invisible. Most of the time we are not aware of them. We're not aware of them and we're certainly not connected to them and we're not living in alignment with them. And I feel this shows up a lot at Christmas, especially if, oh my goodness, you're depleted, overwhelmed, like you're spinning on the plates. There's a lot going on all this stuff's being triggered, um, it can feel very disconnecting and, and, and be a crazy time. So I want to bring you back to you a little bit here. And another thing that we do with our values is we upset our normal. So like me going, going back to my story where I said I felt like I was doing the same thing and expecting a different result and these patterns were like common themes that had run through my life, it's upsetting those. So it takes two people to create a pattern. It takes one to break it. And this is really putting you back in the driving seat that you have the power to disrupt your normal and create one that serves you and your family moving forward. And another way to describe values or gifts, as we're going to call them here, values are feelings. So they are feelings. I think that's a really lovely way to think about it. So no masks, no faking it, no, no pleasing. They are your gifts which guide you and make you you. And if you're thinking here like, oh, well, trust is really important to me, but I don't feel I trust myself at the moment. That's absolutely fine. You don't have to feel 
like obviously they come from within, but they could be something that you're striving towards. So don't discard them just if you feel that you're not kind of living in alignment or doing that thing now. If it's something you aspire towards, absolutely grab it. That is the whole point. And I also love to think about the next six months. So I'm just using that because I think it's a nice time frame. But if you prefer to think about the next month, is that if that's what you have capacity for, or maybe three months, then that is absolutely fine. But we're looking to go not just Christmas, but beyond that. Hello. So I'm just doing a little interruption and interlude to my podcast. How rude. <laughs> to tell you quickly about my one-to-one coaching program. So I currently have availability on my one-to-one coaching program. And this is based around my energized mother model, which I created with you in mind to address the gaps that mothers commonly fall through. And I must emphasize here, I don't just work with new mums. In fact, I tend to work with high functioning mums who are suffering in silence further down the line. If you happen to be a new mum, come on in and resonate with my message. But I just need to highlight that and clarify that because I do get a lot of contact saying, I think you only work with new mums. It's not true. So this is very much my proven four-month one-to-one breakthrough pathway. And it's really to help you transform unresolved trauma and maybe some of the hidden stresses or unconscious programming that we're not aware of, but very much drive our behavior and get us stuck in these kind of unhelpful patterns like I'm talking about in this podcast. And ultimately help us release the overwhelming emotions that are attached to these experiences. And this is so that you're free to live and parent with more peace, purpose, and energy. And ultimately, so we can pass on those echoes of love and wisdom and not wounds. So if this resonates with you and you feel that you want to take a deep dive, like now is your time, then please drop me a message. The link is in the show notes to the full page. So it breaks it down, what's included and all the details. And if you want to arrange a chat from reading that through, then please do get in touch. I would absolutely love to be part of this journey. And what I will just say here, this is this is a unique program. It's very holistic. I'm a nutritional therapist using a functional medicine approach. So I get to really look at you and what's going on beneath the surface and look at what's going on from a physiological perspective that might be driving some of your symptoms, um, whether that's around low energy, overwhelm, lack of focus, And then looking from the NLP perspective, the neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis, we actually get the opportunity to release some of these past traumas and go back and reframe them. And these are truly transformational techniques that free you from the beliefs that most of the time, all of the time, are not true, but are holding you prison in the past. They're holding you in these patterns. So if this sounds like something that you want to explore, there is no such thing as a good or a bad time. There's just time and what we choose to do with it. And I believe now is your time. If this is resonating, get in touch. Right, let's get back to the episode. So these are the questions that you might want to journal on. So the first thing is, how do you want to feel going into 2023? And this is including how you want to feel over the festive period. So just have a think, write down 
some of the things that you'd really love to feel? Is it calm? Is it relaxed? Is it confident? Is it trusting in yourself? Is it energized? Is it happy in your skin? What is your biggest goal for the next six months? So it might be a couple of things. It might be a couple of things that you want to achieve. Maybe that you've not even thought about it and it's just getting through the day and getting through Christmas. The reason this is so, so helpful to think forward a little bit and think about that bigger picture is it really offers you perspective. It really offers you something to look forward to beyond this time. And it really helps with your focus and where you place your energy and your attention as well. Otherwise, we can end up looping around those kind of survival behaviors and the problem rather than looking at our compelling future and actually what we want and where we want to be. So it really helps with our focus and how we channel our energy and time. So what is currently or maybe in has been in the past getting in the way of you achieving this goal? So, for example, if you want to feel more peaceful and confident in yourself, maybe the fear of what other think, other people think might be getting in the way. Maybe it's lack of support. Maybe you feel quite isolated. Certainly like me, when I was trying to figure out what was going on, it was hard to understand it myself, let alone articulate to others. Um, fear of speaking your truth, that might be a barrier. So have a think about it. Now, just going back to goals... Everything we do is a means to an end to feel a certain way. So that's why I really like to focus on feelings, but it might be an actual tangible goal. Maybe you want to run a certain distance. Maybe there's like another kind of health or sports fitness type goal that you want to focus on and achieve. Maybe it's a parenting goal. Maybe it's travel. Maybe it's to broaden your skill set and do a new qualification or a course. Maybe it's a change in career. I've spoken quite openly about how we literally want to 360 our lifestyle. (laughs) and renovate the galloping gut hut and run retreats and live somewhere more rural and live closer to nature and and all this kind of stuff. So that can be as big and small as you like. And don't shrink your horizon. Maybe there is a bigger goal there, but the next step is the next step. So maybe that is a focus on your health, or maybe it's on your educational qualification. So break it down so it doesn't feel overwhelming. Oh, my leg. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've done that. We got clear on the goal and then what's getting in the way. This is really, make sure you have a good think about this. What are the barriers? What are the barriers to you achieving that goal? What gifts do you need? So here we're getting into values and your personal standards. What gifts do you need to give yourself a breakthrough? So to help you break through these barriers and blocks and make progress towards this goal or feeling. So I have actually attached a values list, which might just be a nice prompt of um, some values for you to kind of read through. They might trigger you. You might have not afforded maybe acceptance or adventure or calm or peace or those kind of things as being important to you until you read them. So I've, I've just put a list there. It's not an exhaustive list, but it is a list. So now think about you're going to gift yourself a gift to help you get quite simply put from A to B to your goal of feeling that way. What 
do you need to have? What do you need to gift yourself? What are the values that are going to take you there? Or just another little way to think about it, which I think can be really powerful and helpful is so what we've just talked about is quite future focused in terms of where you're heading, what you want to achieve and how you want to feel. But now we can actually think back to the wisdom of our past. What did you need more of as a child? So these could be the gifts that you possessed as a child, your magic, your essence, and um, that you learned to lose or play small or shrink or suppress because maybe it threatened your sense of safety and connection or because it made you either too much or not enough. So maybe your voice, for example. So speaking your truth could be a value. Or what did you need more of as a child that you didn't get? Another thing that you can just ask yourself is what makes you feel safe? And what makes you feel like home? So they could just be two other little ways of thinking about values. So I'm going to share mine because it might just help you with yours. So these are my values that I've done with someone I'm working with around my business. So they are business focused, but what I found is my business is my passion. It's a big part of my identity. It's who I am. Um, so I don't really separate them from, from my life. And, you know, it's hugely interconnected with who I am as a mum and a parent and my, you know, my my relationship and this kind of thing. So I think that this will fit. And I have values, but these are kind of the values underneath the values that keep me keep me focused allow me to keep kind of honoring myself and my needs, allow me to put boundaries in place, keep me going when I don't feel like it. So this is what your values do. They are your internal compass, your kind of tools that allow you to keep keep going and keep on mission and keep focusing on what you're doing. And they support you regardless of whether you feel like showing up or not. You can always come back to your values and they'll help you get back on track because life's going to happen. Curveballs are going to happen. Um, but these kind of keep you on track. They drive your behavior and your choices. So my first one is interest and passion, especially around the ADHD and neurodiversity. This is so important. So things I put here, things have to be interesting. Like they have to tick the passion box and passion is my energy source. So when I'm really into something and passionate, that gives me energy. So what I'm doing, whether that's through my work or parenting or interaction with other people, it has to serve me as well as them. It has to serve me as well as them. And understanding that I'm really outcome orientated. So I'm a bit of a kind of rock star and I love the performance and the crowd pleasing and the connection and that kind of celebratory energy you know when, when you're at a gig and everyone's got their arms in the air love that the high <laughs> and I like the instant kind of gratification so that's really useful to know that about myself so it's all about kind of being in life I want to be in life and not on the outside looking in and I think a big one here you know is giving myself permission to actually prioritize passion 
and reminding myself not to abandon this kind of motivational fuel, as I call it, in times of, of scarcity and fear. So that's really important. It's important in my relationships, in family dynamics, whether I decide to go to certain events and how I spend my time, this is really important to me. The next one is self-agency. I absolutely love this because like, as well as being kind of passion-fueled, I think it's really important to have good self-awareness and know yourself. And also like for me to know my triggers and know my anchors and know my own rhythm and know my own cycles. So it's being compassionate. This allows me to kind of be compassionate and patient with myself during times I get overwhelmed and to accept myself and the needs of my nervous system, as well as sort of my current situation and environment and really trust my choices. So I think it's really like trusting the process, knowing myself and knowing when I need more quiet time, when I need to withdraw, when I want to be around people and just having that agency. And like I said, knowing my triggers, knowing my anchors. Anchors are like positive triggers. And then the next one for me is mission and model, kind of put them together. I'm breaking my own rules here. I'm having more words, but um, (laughs) to be the model and not the mirror. So to Bonnie, I want to be the model. I want to be the role model. And this is about being human and not perfect Um, in my relationships, in my business. Like it's really important and to keep on mission. So this is kind of what I do. This is why I do what I do and remind myself of the kind of bigger picture and the perspective there to gain perspective. And so I can kind of hold the vision, trust my choices and keep the faith. So being the model is really important. What Bonnie is watching, what is she seeing me do? How is she seeing me be human and kind of navigate difficult situations and, and have joy and live into my passion and do the things that I love? That's really important. And then the last one is vulnerability and leadership. And Obviously, the tag of this podcast is leading with vulnerability. And we've spoken about the little hermit crap and how growth requires vulnerability. So leading with vulnerability is really important to me. And it's almost like releasing my fun and innocent and silly kind of inner child side onto the world and not feeling bad about that. Like people are judging me that I can be a bit silly and childlike. I believe we all need to live a bit more through the eyes of a child. And I think when you've been through trauma and stress and hard situations, that child gets kind of pushed to one side and neglected. So it's our job to bring that child part of us back into our world and our life and integrate that child part by letting them free, (laughs) letting them have a bit of fun. You know, so I really think it's letting that part of me be seen. But at the same time, stepping up as the leader, the woman, the mentor that I needed when I was a child. And for me, what's really important under this kind of vulnerability leadership um, space is making sure people know that I, people who I work with, mums, Bonnie, that they can do anything. And it's that kind of cheerleader vibe and basically a care bear. I pick up on people who are not cheerleaders. This is one of um, what I struggle with when I'm around certain people or dynamics who are not cheerleaders. They don't show interest in what you're doing or encouragement. I find that really, really hard. But again, it comes down to that awareness. It's so important to me. 
So it's how I protect those. So those are my four values. And I know I've used quite a lot of words there and I've done a lot of values work in in the past. So yours may not be the same. Maybe it's courage. Courage has always been one of my values, but the courage to actually honor your needs and put yourself in the center and and put boundaries in place. Maybe it's trust, really trust your choices and trust your instincts and trust your intuition. Maybe it's this sense of balance that's really important for you right now. Certainly that was me with my hormones and ADHD is to create balance within yourself so that you can feel calmer and regulate your nervous system. Um, so mine were interest and passion, self-agency, mission and model. They kind of come together and vulnerability and leadership. I have gone and cheated and, and used more words there, but there we go. Okay, so I hope that's given you some food for thought. So I've got a few more questions here, and this is kind of taking it up a notch. But now you've become clearer on where you're at, where you're heading, and what gifts you're going to give yourself, values to help you get there and support you on that journey. You can start to think about some of these, and this is really kind of building out this bigger picture. So who in your supporting cast, so in your world, in your network, in your environment, helps and supports you to fully live your values so who are the people now you've identified these values or gifts who are the people that really support you to live by them what does that support look like just have a really good kind of journal on this and then what self-care do you do you do or can you do that fully supports yourself in the pursuit of living your values So this is really coming back to you. Do you need to go out more in terms of walking? Do you need to get out? Do you need to do more exercise? Do you need to move your body? Do you need to connect with friends that really make you feel like you? Do you need to change your diet? So what can you do more that helps you live in alignment with your values? What are the early warning indicators that you are living outside of your values? So what are the the kind of signs that you're living outside of them, that you've lost that kind of congruence with your values? What does it feel like when you live outside of your values? This is such good self-awareness to understand. Like for me, there was that complete, dis. I just felt so disempowered. I felt invisible. I felt cross. I'd get angry. It would cause a lot of overthinking and inner conflict in my head. Um, and a lot of resentment. Um, Next question. And this is the last one. How can you get yourself back on track when you notice you are living outside your values? So this is absolutely brilliant. It'll really help you have that awareness and get really clear on your role in this, but also other people's role in supporting you with this. And then just boundaries I think maybe we need to talk about boundaries in the next episode that could be like perfect timing and a perfect follow-on but boundaries are what protects your values you can't put boundaries in place if you do not know what you're boundarying you are boundarying your values so your values are very much tied into your your worth and your needs remember values are feelings so Once you get really clear on your values, this is where you can start to build in strong boundaries that protect um, and channel your time 
and your energy and your focus. And boundaries are really there to build bridges, not cause separation. Boundaries are there to foster connection and build meaningful relationships, not cause separation. So this is really, really important. What we're trying to do here is not cause separation and just like tell people to F off if they're not meeting our needs. Not at all. It's quite the opposite. And remember your modeling. And when you start to put boundaries and sorry, values in place, it actually can inspire other people to do the same. So this is very much about protecting and living your self-worth and um, putting your kind of self-preservation at the center. It also allows you to model choice and self-worth to your kids. That if something doesn't align, if you are... Um, at a family event or it's Christmas and you need to go out and take a walk or you need to change how something is done or you need to whatever it is that that is modeling to your kids that they do have a choice that they don't just have to comply and abandon themselves in the process okay so just to finish them (laughs) see it's not really about Christmas the consequences. So I've got two more things to share. The con- I say consequences of demanding your values because that's what you're doing. You're walking up to life. You're walking up to life and saying, oh, you give me a little bit of respect. <laughs> you are demanding your values. What can sometimes, and you're not settling, you're, you're getting clear on what you want. This is your standard. And that you are not settling for second best or doing what you think you should. It's about changing your normal. And this can feel uncomfortable. So these are kind of the consequences or some of the repercussions that can happen. And I see this a lot, that when you change your identity or you're becoming who you truly are in your full kind of power, if you like, see it like a puzzle as a picture, sorry, you start to change the puzzle pieces. So that can cause some uncertainty for those around you. So if you've done things a certain way for so long or you've tolerated stuff or you've not spoken up and you've not demanded your values and you've not honored your needs, when you start to do that, whatever that looks like for you, it can create uncertainty. But it can also create a reality check in other people who have never put in place a boundary or who have never honored what's important to them. If they've maybe lived patterns of people pleasing or there's unresolved trauma or perfectionism or um, they've just towed the line and done what they're told, this can look like an act of rebellion. It can cause uncertainty. It can trigger people. But that is about them not you. And you're doing this. If you go back to your gifts and values, it's out of kindness. It's out of compassion. It's out of goodwill. This is about you and creating new traditions and new cycles and modeling healthy values to your children. But also when you liberate yourself, you'd be surprised you actually liberate others. And and a lot of the time people respect that because they're like, oh my God, I I didn't think I could say no. I thought I had to do that. Um, So you release others from their own prisons too. And then I think also it gives people permission to kind of speak up and use their voice as well. 
And again, it's not about, it's how we choose, we get to choose how we respond and we get to choose how we show up in these situations. And sometimes that can be moving forward. Sometimes it can be moving apart from each other. Sometimes it can bring us closer. Maybe we need more kind of distance. But we learn to kind of live and connect without abandoning who we are. I've used that word a lot, haven't I? And remember here, it takes practice. So life is very much a skill to learn. And and having these kind of putting in place boundaries, having these difficult conversations, don't underestimate the power of small changes. So just to summarize then. Cycle breaking and creating. So we're not just breaking cycles, we're creating new ones. These are the echoes of love that we want to pass to our children. And we are letting go of old programs and kind of old ways and we're creating new blueprints. And if we think about attachment, attachment is rooted in these kind of four S's of feeling safe, seen, soothed and secure. If that is what we're trying to give to our children, it only makes sense that we give it to ourselves. We can't give what we don't have. So it's about living in alignment that how can we make sure we're safe, seen, soothed and secure so we can model that and we deserve it. See Christmas as an opportunity. See this time of year as an opportunity to experiment. You have options. You get to choose you. And when we're sort of breaking these kind of patterns, we're also creating new ones and new traditions. And these are life traditions and not just for Christmas. Funnily, Glenn Doyle sees traditions like a cage. She said it's peer pressure from the dead, (laughs) which kind of made me laugh. No disrespect. But sometimes we do just copy and paste and rinse and repeat. We just kind of repeat these patterns that are dealt to us, that are given to us, that are passed to us. And yeah, like I said, don't underestimate small changes. There could be small things that you do, whether that is taking yourself away for some quiet time, going for a walk, staying somewhere else, changing the location, changing the time in which you do presence or when you see people. All these little things can have a huge impact. And also what I would just say, going back to Rage Against the Machine, it's having courageous rebellion that we are courageously rebelling against the norm we're disrupting our normal we're going our own way we're doing things differently and we have to hold the bar it can create uncertainty and when we go out of our comfort zone it can make us feel unsafe but this is where we've got our values they're like they're our friends they're our internal friends they cheer us along and say keep going because that intention and that mission of why you're doing this and what you're trying to achieve is good you're not evil you're not trying to hurt people and damage the world and society and your kids it's quite the opposite and remember that having difficult conversations oh my goodness they're not easy but see that as an opportunity to practice your self-worth You know, I often say that people are sent to us to help us grow. If everyone we were surrounded by, I don't want to use the word perfect, but we got on with and it was harmonious, we'd never learn and grow. So what does, what triggers us and challenges us, changes us? So there's really an opportunity to have these difficult conversations. And I also think an opportunity to understand each other's story and perspective and model of the world and where each other are coming from. No one sits down anymore and says, tell me your story. People can't ever presume 
how you feel or walk in your shoes, that is not possible. The only way they will ever do that is to ask you to share how you're feeling in your story. And I think there's not enough of that. So if we can start to do that and show curiosity and inquire and ask questions, then I think that is, that's very, very powerful to open up those conversations. Yeah. Just to really kind of um, emphasize is you get to decide, you get to choose, you get to choose how you spend Christmas, which is your time, your energy, your money, um, but you get to choose how you spend your life. So that is what I want to share. I hope that has been helpful. I'd really love to hear from you. Did you find the values exercise helpful? What are your values? And also just to end on, I don't know if you've heard I'm sure you've heard of Esther Perel, but she is, I think it's Perel or Perez. She's an amazing relationship guru. And she's got a game out called The Game of Stories. And it's for families to play together. Now, I haven't got it. So I can't say that I've I've actually played it, but I I want to buy it. It just looks like it keeps selling out. Um, but it's all about the stories that connect us. And the game really kind of gives you the opportunity to share stories amongst family. And these are the things that we rarely talk about. So it really helps you to get to know each other on a deeper level. And obviously, this is not going to be appropriate for all dynamics. And I'm speaking very kind of generally and broadly here. You have to put this through your own filter and own lens. But I think that could be a really positive game, even not at Christmas, but anyway, that we start to bring into families to get to know each other on a more deeper, intimate level. And it's really making the invisible visible. Okay, so could this Christmas be the Christmas where you change the patterns of a lifetime? Not just for Christmas, but for life. There is a huge opportunity you get to choose. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please get in touch if you have any questions. Don't forget to sign up to the masterclass if that resonates with you. And like I said in the interlude, if that sounds very posh, if you would like to arrange a call to speak about one-to-one coaching, I would absolutely love to be part of your transformational journey. So I'll leave you with that. Take care, go gently, and do get in touch if I can be of any help. See you next week for another episode of Behind the Mother Mask.